Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Elaine B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, July 28, 2017. Today we're reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 76, reading the first two paragraphs, beginning with If We Can Answer, through the second paragraph, ending with We Have Then Completed Step 7. We'll be commenting on the second paragraph only. Today's readers are Matt M. for the 12 Steps, Melanie C. for the 12 Traditions, Linda D., and Stephanie L. The reference number for yesterday's meeting, Thursday, July 27th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, is 10213. That's 10213. The reference number for this morning's meeting, Friday, July 28th at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, is 10216. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Matt M. to read the 12 steps. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Thank you for your service, moderator. This is Matt M., compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Here are the 12 steps is adapted for Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admit it. We are powerless over food that our lives become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as ministered him. Four, made a fearless and searching moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so, would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you very much, Matt M. I will now ask Melanie C. to read the 12 traditions, please. Hi, good morning. Thank you. My name is Melanie C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater calling in from Oregon. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. 
personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you very much, Melanie C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. When you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 76. We're reading the first two paragraphs, beginning with, if we can answer, and ending with, we have then completed step seven. Our comments will be focused on the second paragraph only. I will ask Linda D. to begin reading. Hi, this is Linda D., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina. Am I audible? Yes, you are. Great. If we can answer to our satisfaction, we then look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them all, every one? If we still cling to something we will not let go, we ask God to help us be willing. When ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character 
which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. I'm delighted to read today. It's not often that we get to cover two steps and two paragraphs on one page. And um, that's the cool thing. I thought each step would, for some reason, I thought each step would take exactly the same amount of time when I was a beginner. (laughs) Why wouldn't it, right? But, um, you know, we can do five, six, and seven on one day and start on eight. This um, paragraph, when ready, we say something like this, is the seven-step prayer. And it's a prayer that I now say every day, along with the third-step prayer. And I like the idea that it says we say something like this, because that means it doesn't have to be exact. Huh? We can put something in else if we need it. Uh, says the big book. When I first um, started working the steps over a little over a year ago, I took a paper notebook, a thin one, and I wrote every prayer for every step in that little notebook because there's a prayer for, I think, for every step. And um, I had trouble finding them sometimes. And I found that to be very helpful. I can slip it into my suitcase or my purse and have it handy. And most of them I have on my phone, but having that little paper book um, helps a lot too. I think the last thing I'll say about this is that um, I had to pray a long time just to be willing. Um, And um, I'm realizing now that there are things I, I, I didn't want to let go of that I didn't realize. I didn't want to let go of at the time. And how do I know? They're still dogging me six months later. So it does come, you know, we do, I, you do get knowledge later. I have. Um, and the thing that I've really pulled out of this over the past few days is this statement that relates to it that I've written on my mirror. I have a big dressing mirror on my closet. And it says... Um, from the book, neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. So I cannot, I don't ask God to help me remove my character defects. I ask God to remove them because I can't do it on my own. I can't do it by trying to be good, by trying to be better, by my self-will, by my self-reliance. There's a proper use of the will. And that is to try to do what I understand my higher power's will to be. So the key step for me is remembering to ask over and over and over and over. So with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Linda D. Who would like to comment on what Linda read today, specifically paragraph two on page 72? Alexa, sorry, page 76. <laughs> Alexa. Roz G. Roz G. Laura H. One more. Courtney B. Okay, let's stop with that. And Alex H., you're up next, followed by Roz G. Thank you. Hi, this is Alexis H. in Oregon. Am I audible? Yes, you are. Um, I'm glad to be on the line this morning and uh, appreciate the reading. Uh, I guess what kind of jumped out at me or the way that I thought about this in terms of my recovery today is how um, 
steps six and seven are a part of taking daily inventory. But ten, you know, when when I identify different character defects coming up, uh, the instructions in the book say that I pray to my higher power, you know, please remove these defects of character or please, you know, remove my resentment, remove my fear and direct my attention to what you'd have me be. And so uh, the way, like on a day-by-day basis that I end up doing step seven is that when my fears crop up or resentments crop up or, um, you know, other character defects like being self-absorbed, when those crop up, I pray to my higher power. First of all, I tend to notice it you know, just, oh, there I go again, like, you know, being self-centered, and then pray to my higher power, please remove this, and direct my attention to what you'd have me be, and, um, you know, and then trying to act as if, and I feel like there's a real fine line between, you know, this acting as if, and, and, uh, and turning the situation over to my higher power, because, I would much rather try to just like, you know, muscle through it and fix myself. And in my experience, that doesn't work. What what helps a lot better is when I pray a lot and I just try to let go of control. And so sometimes when I'm on the spectrum of like trying to fix myself, there's a lot more like, um, I don't know what it is. It's like I'm I'm trying to push myself to get better faster. Or I feel bad about it. And when I can just accept myself for my flaws and for being human and instead just like relax a little bit and pray more and let my higher power in the results tend to be better it's just harder i feel like my my inclination is to is to try to make it happen and and uh letting go of control and letting my higher power in is is something that's definitely taken practice so with that i'll pass thank you thank you alexis Roz G, you're up next, followed by Tina R. Good morning. This is Roz G, recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles County. And uh, I've been listening to all the meetings this morning, even at 4 a.m. And I've heard a lot of people share about character defects. And so I'm going to leave this one uh, for today, for me, because I could share about a lot of them. But for today, I asked God that, you know, he would remove from me my body image issues because my body image issues want me to go to the gym and that is a big time user and and the gym is a great thing but today I have things to do to be of service to other people I have to set up my classroom and I have to um, work on a paper that I'm writing which is uh, in turn a service to others so if if God removes my selfishness over my how I look and, you know, using an, two hours of my day to go and, you know, look better versus is strengthening the inner man where I'm other-centered, then I can be of service to him today. So he's taking the good and the bad and allowing me to be of service. To, to be um, doing something for my fellow man. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Roz G. Tina R., you're up next, followed by Laura H. Hi, Tina. Hi, sorry for um, stepping on your toe there. 
This is Gina R. in Colorado, soon to be Arizona, gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Um, I had occasion this week to um, have God show me some uh, defects of character that were pretty big and then also some that were so more refined. And um, the illustration that came to me um, was one that nature really, really speaks to me and gardening. And we often hear people refer to um, the fourth step process as unearthing these character defects. And um, I was talking to another fellow and the, the picture of a rototiller came up for me. And that's, I think, how God has to work with me because some of this stuff is so um, embedded in my belief systems and it, it's literally like bedrock. And when I went through that four-step process, it was a, it was a very um, hard and tough process where that rototiller went in there and started breaking those things up. And I know in the past when I've done this, I thought, oh, you know, this all should be done in one fell swoop. And I now know that that isn't how it works. So that, that process brings up like really big chunks and sometimes you can see them and they're glaringly obvious. And it's, it's very um, intuitive um, to know what to do with them. But what I'm finding now is um, in addition to some of them continuing to be so obvious, there's some real subtle stuff going on. And so when a rototiller brings up a big clump of rock or dirt, there's residue on it. And it's kind of um, laying around and you may not see it or you may not know that it was associated with that big chunk that was brought up by that machine. And so that is how I see this process now. And that's how I see this, um, this prayer. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single de defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. What I found out this week was there was a defect that was actually being useful to my fellows this week. And that is a revelation to me that God would continue to use um, things that I have thought were abhorrent and useless. So all of me is useful to God if I will simply submit to the process. I thank you for being allowed to share and uh, really welcome the newcomer today. I pass. Thank you, Gina R. <clears throat> Excuse me, Laura H., you're up, and Brittany B., you'll be after Laura. Laura H., star one to unmute. Laura, why don't we take Brittany B now and then we'll come back and see if Laura is on the line. This is Courtney B. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Court, uh, Courtney B. Thank you very much. Go ahead. That's okay. Good morning. I'm Courtney B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. I love these steps because it makes me think of a song all of me, why not take all of me? Can't you see I'm just no good without you? 
So I was singing that throughout the days, and I would read everything I could find. I had my little list of defects. I was so excited. God was going to improve me. So I said to God, I can't believe this, but I said, oh, God, okay, so here's my defects. Now, what I think would be a really good idea is if you made me remove my impatience, you know, as my mom said, you've got a lot of good qualities, but patient ain't one of them. And I said, I know, I know, I know. So I decided I, God best removes this impatience because it does hurt my relationships with others, my, my impatience. So I directed God to remove that. And it just didn't feel quite right while I was sitting here on my bed talking to God. And you know what? Oh, my God, the word bitterness came up in my head. Bitterness, bitterness. I hadn't written that down. And I said, well, okay, so I'm bitter. I got a chip on my shoulder. So what? I can live with bitterness. I don't care, you know. I'm used to it. It's a protection. But it really seemed, it just couldn't get out of my head. It really seemed to bother God. So I went back and I read the chapters again, and I'm like, oh, oh. Okay, God, I get it. I get you decide what goes to be of service, maximum service, and you decide when. So it was kind of like willingness is really all it took. And then I swear I, I, I was out gardening. I had a big old weed, and it was so thick. And I'm like, there's no way I'm getting this out. I started digging at it, and then it hit me. Just pour some water on it a little bit of time. Dig it up, dig it up. Water, water, water. And then I got it, and the whole thing came right out, roots and all. And I thought, ah, this is what the steps do to my heart. Water my heart, water the soil of my heart so it's not so bitter and hardened. And then, I don't know, maybe kept working the steps, staying abstinent, and then in my prayer time, I realized, oh, my God, I don't have that bitterness all throughout my body. This is way cool. This is so much better to let God get rid of direct that stuff comes up. So whatever defect I think might bother God, right, doesn't seem to bother God, but it was just a wonderful feeling to say, ah, you take out whatever you want, whenever you want, I'm willing. And um, and to recognize another poem I read, it said, she's a poet, she's a picker, she's a prophet and a pusher, a pilgrim and a preacher and a problem when she's stoned. yeah. She's a walking contradiction, partly truth, partly fiction, taking every right direction on a joyous way back home. And just to accept all of me, all of me, all of me, that I deeply and completely can say, love and accept myself today as I am. It's time. Thank you. Thank you very much, Courtney. Laura H., wondering if you're on the line and would like to share? This Hi, this is Laura H. in Chicago. Hi, Laura. Please go ahead. I'm sorry for that. My phone dropped. Um, the seventh step is just powerful. I uh, am at that point right now with my sponsor. We, She had me do some writing. She said, pick your th- three character defects that keep cropping back up for you. And, you know, I didn't want to do this writing assignment. I've been in program three years, and, you know, this is, you know, my second, you know, if you will, run through this step. And uh, the character defects of perfectionism and people-pleasing and being critical and judgmental of others is my top three that keep cropping up. 
And, you know, I keep saying the seven-step prayer and, you know, doing the work that needs to be done. But I loved what everyone's been sharing on the line this morning that it's not up to me. You know, I tried to control my food for 48 years, and that got me up to 350 pounds. I tried to control my kids, and that didn't work. Anytime I try to control, it's not a good thing. So, you know, I'm letting go. And I love what someone just shared, too, about being accepting of where you are today. And it's on page 417, acceptance is the answer. So yesterday I was at the post office. And um, now keep in mind, I've been doing the work, you know, trying to ask God to remove these character defects. And um, I was standing in line at the post office, and I noticed some people by the table, like, writing their mail or whatever. And when I came out, I finished my transaction, and I saw these really nice sunglasses sitting up on the ledge. I went over and I picked up the sunglasses and I said, oh, these are not mine. And I thought, these are really nice sunglasses. And I literally sat there for five minutes and I thought, hmm, nobody's in this room. These are apparently nobodies. I could take these sunglasses. Then another, and I really looked at them. I almost put them on. I almost tried them on. And then I thought, no, God, please help me. Now, I, it's not like I'm a shoplifter. I don't, I don't steal that I know, like, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there it was. I felt this compelling urge to take these sunglasses that were not mine. Thank you, God. He got me through it. I put the sunglasses back on the ledge, and I went out to the car. And then I, then I was mad at myself. Why didn't you walk into the post office where people were in line and say, are these anyone's sunglasses? Because maybe the next guy is going to take them. But you know what? That's not up to me. Right now I did what, I, what God told me to do, and I put them down, and I walked away. And now I'm like, now do I have to look at a character defect of being, you know, a thief? I don't, you know. So I love what, what's in this book. We can't do it. God can. And I'm so grateful to be on this line this morning. Thank you to all of you. Happy Friday. Have a great day, everyone. With that, I pass. Thank you very much. Laura H. Um, we are reading on page 76, the first two paragraphs, starting with if we can answer, and we're ending with the second paragraph that ends, we have then completed step seven. We're commenting on the second paragraph only, please, and I think I heard Heidi that wanted to share. Um, is there anybody else that'd like to share today? Elizabeth D.O.K.B. Jody E.Q. Okay, I heard... Um, I believe I heard a Heidi. I'd like you to check in with me. And then Elizabeth uh, C., I believe it was, Sherry K.B., Jody E.Q., and there was one other in there? Lisa Kathleen F. O. Lisa F. and Kathleen O. And I think we may have time for all of you today. Let's see how it goes. Heidi, if you could give us the first initial of your last name, please. I thought I heard a Heidi at the just as Laura H. was coming on. I guess not. Elizabeth, can you can please confirm your uh, first initial of your last name? Is it C? It's D, as in Donald. Thank you very much. So I'm You'll be followed the, by um, Sherry KB. I'm so sorry. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. You'll be followed by no, Sherry no. KB. Thank you. Okay. No problem. Um, I'm Elizabeth D. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater um, in the Boston area. 
very grateful to be on the line today. Um, these paragraphs are short, but but they are so full of meaning for me. Um, one of the on one level, I I what I read in here is just the the revelation for someone like me that I am now, as it says earlier in the chapter, I am now um, living my life on a new basis. I am now no longer living and making my own decisions self-sufficiently. I am now in partnership with my higher power. And that's, to me, what what step six and seven are all about, Um, that um, I am willing. And and the other thing I love about the steps and and about six and seven and about the steps in general is there's definitely time for sitting and pausing and reflecting and becoming willing. And then there is time for definite action. Um, And this is the time for me to sit and pause and ponder and pray. Um, Every morning I get on my knees, I say, I roll out of bed, I say the third step prayer, I commit my food to God, and then I say this prayer, my creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. Because I don't know what is going, what in my personality is going to be of use to my higher power, who I call God today. I don't know what's going to be of use to God and to others, but I'm willing to to let that higher power decide what is of use and what isn't, and to take from me what is what will um, remove, take from me anything that will stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. The one thing, this idea of being useful to to my higher power and my fellows has such new meaning for me today since I, be, since I work these steps in entire abstinence. The joy and the peace and the excitement of living a life anticipating where God might make me of use I used to, I was before living my life so selfishly and and it was all about me and now now that I am working now that I am living hand in hand with my director my higher power um I am pausing and I am asking for God's help it to to uh, and directing my attention to what he would have me be the joy that comes from doing his will the best of, to the best of my ability. I've, I've, I've never experienced before anything like it. Um, and it, I, I can't even believe that I ever thought that a substance or a food, thank you, would be better than that. Um, it just uh, is amazing to me. So I'm just very grateful uh, to be contemplating six and seven this morning and to be on the line and I'll pass. Thank you very much, Elizabeth D. Sherry KB, you're up next, followed by Jody EQ. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Grateful Recovery Compulsive Reader. Thank you so much for your service. And good morning, everybody. And this is on step seven. Um, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Um, humbly, um, with humility for me. And, you know, we have a principle for each step, and this principle is about humility. And so for me, this since I've been in this book and working this, in this book, 
Every step I've taken <clears throat> along the way has built up to the next step, and this is where, you know, I've I've I'm my my foundation is in place. I've connected with my higher power. I'm trusting my higher power more. So now I'm ready to turn everything over to my higher power. You know, um, I asked to have root and branch removed. <coughs> excuse me. Um, in in step five. And now I'm asking for my character defects to be removed here um, so that I can be useful to my higher power and to others because that's, that's the purpose. Um, it says, what is the purpose in this book? It's to be of maximum uh, service and usefulness. And um, so here I'm trusting. I've built this trust with my higher power, and I'm ready to have my higher power to remove all these defects of character and good and bad because and, I really don't know which is good and bad. My higher power does, and so I'm trusting my higher power to do this so that I can go out and do my higher power's bidding, which means go out and do God's work uh, but not God's job so I can be useful to God and to my fellows. And I always ask to be useful to myself because when I am useful to my higher power and useful to others, I am useful to myself because that's the proper way to be useful to myself. Um, and then I love that each step starts connecting because um, I think of step 10 when we're doing the work. And, and on page 85 it says, every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will be done. Thy will not mine be done. And they're saying that these thoughts must go with me constantly so I am always trying to align my will with my higher power's will. That's actually the proper use of the will, is to align my will with my higher power's will. So I'm asking my higher power to create me, to recreate who I am and what I was meant to be. And um, and I love this. It's such a beautiful prayer. And it's actually a contract with my higher power that from here I'm going out to do God's work and not God's job. Because I used to try to do God's job. <laughs> and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Jody EQ, you're up next, and you'll be followed by Lisa K. Thank you. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in Arizona. Thank you for your service, Elaine. So, step seven, this one short paragraph on step seven here in the big book, which is mostly a prayer. When ready, when I'm ready when I'm entirely ready to have God remove all my defects of character as I understand them at this point, when I'm ready, and one might ask, why wouldn't I be ready? There might still be some things I cling to, like control, trying to manage my life, trying to get the things that I think I want and need. But when I'm ready, when, I, when I'm at the end, when I'm at a dead end, and my efforts at managing my life no longer get me anywhere, I might be ready. I might be ready to turn everything over to God. All the good, all the bad, whether I understand what they are or not. Yes, I've done my best to discern what my defects of character are, but I'm peeling an onion, right? So I've peeled it perhaps once or twice. And at this point, I ask God to take everything that he, that he finds objectionable or that I find to be objectionable 
God may or may not find them objectionable. But I ask God to remove these humbly, humbly, with humility. What does that mean? That means that I don't think I know it all. I know I don't know it all. But I'm not a piece of junk either. I'm a child of God created by my creator. I'm good enough. And I'm doing the best I can. So I humbly ask God, please remove these defects that I have uncovered that I find objectionable. And God may or may not. It's on God's timing, not mine. And as I go with continuing on with the steps, more will be revealed. Much more will be revealed. And as I live in step 10, 11, and 12, more is revealed to me. So this is uh, step seven. It's a beautiful prayer. I, too, say it often. And um, I trust my higher power to mold me and make me what he would have me be so that I might serve him better. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jody E.Q. Lisa K., you're up next, followed by Kathleen O. Lisa K., star one to unmute. I'm thinking that you might have meant Lisa F. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did mean Lisa F. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, This is Lisa F., and I'm calling from Colorado from... uh, originally from Minnesota, but I'm on vacation right now. So I'm here listening to the to the meeting, and this was just perfect for me um, to listen to these two paragraphs this morning. I've really been struggling on vacation here, and um, what I thought was going to be solitude and time for prayer and meditation, uh, you know, soon kind of, turned into loneliness and feeling isolated out of my element, but it's actually perfect because, you know, God always has us, and I've had to use this prayer many times in the last 48 hours as I've been dealing with some fears and anxieties and stuff like that. And so really my time here did turn out to be prayer and meditation because I really have needed to lean on my higher power. And and I loved what several of you had said about, um, you know, having the willingness, but God, God really decides, you know, the timing of when our character defects will be removed. Um, you know, I came out here and uh, being at 9,000, altitude I feel like I've gained 100 pounds and you know that is very far from where I felt like when I when I left and so my higher power has just really made me turn again and again many times a day to him and so I feel like um, I couldn't wait to get on the line and listen to the meeting today and There were no coincidences that these were the two paragraphs that I was supposed to hear and all the comments. So I really appreciate this meeting and being able to be on the line. Thank you, and I'll pass. 
Thank you, Lisa S. And Kathleen O., you're up next, please. Thank you, Elaine. Good morning. Um, this is Kathleen O., gratefully recovered in Compulsive Overeater in California. And step seven, short but sweet. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. And, you know, so I had to look in, um, at what I found objectionable, flaws, character defects, liabilities, whatever one wants to call them. I needed to find those that I found in my step four. And, you know, I believe that we all have a purpose in life. And if I'm living in character defects, I'm, I'm really going to be fat and miserable, and I'm going to be making everyone around me miserable. So, you know, I need to figure out what my purpose in life is. And, you know, I think we all have one. It may be to raise the next Einstein or be the next Einstein or anything in between. But I know I can't be useful if I'm cloaked in fear, dishonesty, self-pity, selfishness, and self-seeking motives. So this step is humbly asking my creator to remove my shortcomings. And when this happens, I can make those I come in contact with have a better day. You know, going through the checkout stand and asking the person helping me how their day is, rather than going and standing there texting or talking on the phone, um, being polite on the road. You know, I know when people aren't polite on the road to me, it it's like a, a fly in the room. It's like, ugh, you know. Um, and I don't want to make someone stay like that, so I can be polite on the road. Um, you know, I can be available to my friends and family. And this step doesn't ask me to be perfect, and I know I need to stop pursuing perfection. What it is asking me to do is remove my character defects. It's asking me to be honest, kind, loving, and patient. And, you know, without humility, I'm, I'll eat again. Uh, spiritual values have to come first. You know, the humility is what's going to give me the peace and serenity. And for me, humility is knowing I'm human, that I'm trying to do my best, and so is everyone else. I'm not here to judge anybody. Um, so, you know, step, step seven is about practicing spiritual principles in the place of character defects. And trust and faith are essential ingredients. I have to trust and believe that my higher power is going to remove them, and I have to have faith that they'll be removed. Um, and, you know, as far as wording goes, step seven is the shortest step, but it's really the most powerful. You know, it provides that miracle of trans- transformation to a healthy personality, and it helps change how I think, how I act, and how I feel. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Kathleen O. We have time for two or three more shares. Would anybody like to comment on the second paragraph of page uh, 74 today? Mary Ellen Mary Ellen B. Tala K, Mary Ellen B, and one more? Brittany. Brittany. Nancy H. M, thank you. Okay. I'm sorry, Nancy H. I I think we just have time for three, but if we can fit you in, we will. so, uh, Tala Kay, please go ahead. Good morning. Could you hear me, Elaine? I can. You'll be followed by Mary Ellen B. Thank you. Thank you. This is Tala Kay, recovered compulsive eater from Boston. Thank you all for your service. This 
prayer is so powerful for me. I come to it every day. From the beginning, my creator. It tells me who I am and who I am not. My creator, God, is all-powerful and is everything. And it puts me in my place as a creature and as a human very humbly before God, asking God what he would have me be and do. And here I also learn to ask God to remove my shortcomings because my character defects, they pop up every day. Uh, Self-pity seems to be one that pops up quite often. Jealousy, being critical, judgmental, they seep in. And when I now... Um, because I have gone through the steps, I am aware of them. I can immediately then turn to God and say the prayer and know that it's not me uh, in my perfectionism to want to remove them myself or beat myself up about it, but rather to release and let go and allow God to come in and guide me to the next thing. And, I, and in the prayer, it, I'm asking God for strength because on my own, uh, in my controlling self, I do not have <laughs> the strength to, to do God's will. The other hand, I ask God to give me his strength and work through me so I am now a channel of what God wants me to be, removing those character defects, that junk that gets in the way of the channel so I can be free to hear God and walk with God. And the amen is at the end. Third step prayer does not have the amen. However, we conclude it with the seventh step prayer with the amen. And I'm grateful. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Talakay. And... My regrets. I'm so sorry, Brittany and Nancy. I underestimated as I was um, doing the share. We have time for one more share, and that will be Mary Ellen B. Please go ahead, Mary Ellen. Hi, this is Mary Ellen B. from Florida. Um, Thank you for letting me share and for everybody that's here this morning. Uh, What came to me this morning was, um, you know, remembering when I first went through the steps and when I got, you know, after working step four and, you know, feeling a lot of relief getting through that, I was like, and and step five, I was like, wow, step six and seven, you know, two paragraphs and I'm done. And, um, you know, it, it says in here that, you know, I am now willing that um, you shall have all of me and um, that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and others. Well, I didn't understand at the time what that meant. And, you know, as I go through life and on a daily basis, um, my character defects pop up over and over again. And what I've learned over time and, and what I really appreciate is that um, my defects do pop up daily because my instincts are triggered on a, on a daily basis in one way or another. And um, I learned about my instincts in, in step four. And uh, I think what's important for me is that if God removed from me all of my character defects now, and that was the end of that, um, I wouldn't need God. 
I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't need to, uh, you know, to go to God on a daily basis and to take my inventory on a, on a regular basis. Um, you know, and I wouldn't, I don't think I'd continue to grow. You know, when my defects pop up, it gives me an opportunity to look at myself, to look at what's being triggered and why, you know, what's, what's going on what, you know, with my instincts and, um, and, and what do I do about it now? And, um, and, and that's where I grow. So understanding that six and seven is something that um, this is just a beginning when I, when I take these steps as I'm going through them and that it's, there's something that um, I'm going to be working every single day is, is huge for me, and I'm real grateful for that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Mary Ellen D. So we do have time for one or two minutes share, Brittany Ann, if you'd like to if you'd like to jump in there. If you'd like to take just a minute or two, Brittany. So I think we're down to one minute. So I just wanna I I just wanna take a minute and say, you know, in step six, uh, the twelve and twelve says that um we have to have enough willingness and honesty to try repeatedly step six on all of our faults without any reservation, whatever. And as we do that, we grow into the image and likeness of our own creator. Well, when we become entirely ready for God to remove all these defects of character, step six, how do we do that? We do step seven. We do this prayer that we have, um, that we have read a few times today. And we continue to do it. As these character defects um, arise in our life, as we recognize them doing a 10th step during the day, an 11th step at night, and we see, see the manifestations of our resentment, our uh, sex conduct, our uh, fear, our um, dishonesty, as we see those things come up, we have an opportunity day after day to um, become willing to remove those character defects and to humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. And so this is a journey of a lifetime, friends, and I'm happy to be taking it with you. So um, thank you, everyone who has shared today. We're going to close the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. We'll read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. And then the newcomer greeter will, um, will join us. So I'm going to ask Stephanie L. to please read a vision for you. Hi, this is Stephanie L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.